I'm a grind and What's up everybody, my name is Sid, and I've teamed up with the big homie Reg to bring y'all something new, something we like to call Beyond the Scoreboard. Y'all be sure to review, rate, and subscribe. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard. As always, I'm Sid. What's going on, Reg? Sid, how you been, man? I've been, been all right, like, man. I've been all right. It's, it's been a while. It's I was about to say, man, 90 days or so, it feel like. Uh, so Good, good to be I, back, man. A lot has happened since the last time we talked, but it doesn't... Nothing really significant, I would say. Um, yeah. I want to say probably the most significant thing since the last time we talked uh, may have been the dolphins trade with the the 49ers but we may have gotten on here after that uh i'm not sure so that's the biggest thing and of course that shook up the draft um the draft being i want to say nine days away at this point uh so this week we are going to give y'all a mock draft um of the first round for every team and we'll do we'll go into three rounds with the new orleans saints and and the picks and what we think um they should go, you know, there. Today I saw that we signed two linemen. We re-signed Will Clapp, which is unfortunate, but <laughs> provides depth. <laughs> and then we signed, uh, uh, I saw it was a, an undrafted free agent, I guess, from last season out of Tulane mm -hmm. that we signed for some more offensive line depth. Mm -hmm. So still nothing, still nothing, you know, splashy yeah. or major going on there. Uh, still no cornerbacks. So we're going to see how that plays out. But today... We're going to do a mock draft and, and see how that plays out. Um, so, of course, we all know Jacksonville, worst team in the league, number one, number one overall pick. So what I'm interested to see here, too, is how quickly we start disagreeing on our picks. I want to see how long that actually takes. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I think, well, I can tell you we're going we're gonna to disagree with the Jags right now because now nah, I'm playing, I'm playing. <laughs> I'm thinking pick three. I'm thinking. I'm thinking San Francisco, oh, um, which obviously would be the team you select. Knowing how I feel about San Francisco, so of course number one overall pick is Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm quite sure we agree here. They Definitely. take Trevor Lawrence. See, he's the clear cut number one yep. uh, quarterback in this draft for sure, and yep. we all know that's where it starts in Jacksonville. Trying to rebuild. Uh, that's definitely where they need to start. Uh, number two, the New York Jets. Um, it was up in the air after the season. They said that they were trying to figure out if they wanted to draft a quarterback or go with Sam Darnold. They traded Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers. So now they're open for their quarterback. Uh, that quarterback seeming like it's going to be Zach Wilson. So I haven't taken Zach Wilson there. Okay. You start scaring me a little bit. I was like, is he going away from quarterback? All right, go ahead. San Francisco has given up a good bit in order to move up to this number third spot, which absolutely means that they know who it is they want right there. You don't, you don't, you don't move up like that to take a, a offensive lineman or a D tackle or something like that. So. Nor do you move up without knowing what it is or who it is that you, you're, you're targeting. Right. Which makes this interesting because everything that you hear, you see them move up like that and you're like, oh, they want Justin Fields to me. That's what mm -hmm. it said. It was, mm -hmm. oh, they want Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. I'm not under that belief anymore. I'm under the belief that they want who statistically is the best quarterback in this draft, which is Mac Jones. Mm 
Yeah. So I got them taking Mac Jones at number three. And that's what we disagree because I definitely got Justin Fields. Uh, I'm not going to even get uh, give you a long-winded spiel. Either quarterback could be successful in that system. I just, you know me, I'm more of an upside type of guy. Yeah. And uh, I believe in, uh, in Justin Fields' upside a little bit more than Mac Jones. And And once again, I can't disagree with that at all. But it's always, with most quarterbacks, you know, you get all of these quarterbacks who – look amazing in college and they get tossed into bad situations yep. and that's what keeps them from being good quarterbacks <laughs> in the NFL. The yep. 49ers present a good situation for a, a great, a great and, situation. And so any quarterback they take here, I figure they can make successful. I yep. think they want to go with the most successful through college at this point. And that's Mac Jones. Gotcha. Um, so number four, the Atlanta Falcons who, we we talk about a lot <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and how we see what they have going forward. Um, they haven't moved on from Matt Ryan. It's not really financially smart for them to do so um, yeah, for the awesome. next two years. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I personally, I have them taking the best player on the board at this point, which to me is Kyle Pitts. Okay. Um, I have them been adding a weapon to Matt Ryan instead of, investing in the future at quarterback and and wasting a pick on that. What about you? We see tight ends come and go. They hit and miss. If you just look at the history of the tight ends in the last three to five years, a lot of them that was drafted high has yet to pan out. Uh, I honestly think this is a situation where you have to protect uh, whoever's going to be at quarterback. And that's why I have them taking uh, Suell, offensive lineman from Oregon. I think he's one of those tackles that you can't miss on. So uh, I think they're going to invest in the O-line right here. Yeah, and, and I can see that. I, I, think, um, I think their tackle position is probably the best that they have on their O-line at this point. Mm. Um, and I can, like I said, I can definitely see them being okay with that and, and then moving on to – uh, just adding another weapon, whether it's yeah. offense or defense. And, and like I said, just taking the best player on the board at this point. I got you. Um, so number five, we hit the Cincinnati Bengals. What you got there? Uh, I have them taking uh, investing in their O-line, too. I don't. I, it's no way possible they can move forward without investing in their offensive line. Um, I don't care who, he ha- who uh, Joe has to throw the ball to or whatever. You're pretty set at quarterback. Uh, you pretty said at receipt at I'm sorry, running back. Uh, I gave receivers some thought, and then I was like, all right, you know, I have to be realistic. They have to protect their investment at the quarterback position. So I have them taking over Sean Slater, another tackle, gonna come off the board. And I have uh your pick for um Atlanta going okay. right here to Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay. They get the best offensive lineman uh in this draft uh to sure up uh that left tackle position and and keep people off of uh, Joe Burrow going further. Yes. Please do. <laughs> uh, Miami. Miami has always been the interesting the interesting team here, being that yeah. they started off with that third overall pick. Yeah. We wanted to see what they would do, what uh what they were gonna do with it. They ended up trading it for more picks and still are able to me to be in the position to get who they wanted all along. Yeah. Um I have them reuniting Devontae Smith with Tua. I have them taking Devontae Smith here. Um, and like I say, reuniting him with Tua, giving Tua a, a, a more explosive weapon than what they have. They have decent weapons over there on offense with Jaseki, Devontae Parker, 
uh, Jakeem Grant, guys like that. But I, I just felt like they needed a more explosive uh, player there. Yeah, and we, we kind of see it similar, but we went opposite ways. It makes all sense to get someone who he has familiar, uh, you know, he's familiar with. Mm-hmm. However, I just personally feel like Jamal Chase is the best receiver in the draft. That's just my personal opinion, and I have him going there. Okay, gotcha. Next, we got uh, NFC South rival Carolina Panthers. This is the second of them to come up in this one. Who you got the Panthers rolling with? The Panthers. Oh, no, 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 I'm wrong. I was about to say we skipped skip yeah. Detroit. Yep. Got the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Don't be showing a team like that, man. Just gonna, <laughs> gonna skip the Lions like that, man. Who you got right there? So the Lions on my board, I have them taking a the receiver as well. They definitely could use a playmaker, and I got them taking Jalen well, uh, Weddle. A lot of people feel like, you know, he's going to probably be the first receiver off the board in a lot of mock drafts that I saw. But, really? I, yeah, a lot of mock drafts I saw, they had him going number one uh, for his receivers go. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think he landed in Detroit. And how I feel about the receivers is I, I can't argue – with you when you say you feel like uh, Jamar Chase is the best one in this draft. It's just we saw Devontae Smith more recently, and he was yeah. dominant. Yeah. So, I, you know, I feel like Devontae Smith is the best, and then Jamar Chase, and then Waddle, and then you go from there. Um, I have Detroit replacing Galladay with Jamar Chase here. Okay. okay. Taking Jamar Chase. And, way too, way too far off, Sid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So now we got the Panthers. Now we got the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Uh I have the Panthers taking Jalen Waddle. I have mm-hmm. another receiver off the board right there. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost Curtis Curtis Samuel is the one they lost to Washington, right? This offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Sam Darnold. You still got Teddy Bridgewater at this point. Um, but whichever one you're going out there with, they need weapons. They need they need offensive linemen too. So I could have easily went mm-hmm. offensive linemen. They need everything. <laughs> but uh, I went with receiver. Replace what you lost um, and, you know, keep keep a weapon for whichever quarterback, which should be what it looks like it's going to be Sam Darnold, uh, giving him another weapon for this season. This one was kind of tricky for me. So, of course, you think of Sam Darnold when you think of the Panthers. Obviously, they're moving on from Teddy Bridgewater. However, I'm just not sure that Carolina is sold on uh, Sam Donald right now. And to me, that left a chance for them to possibly draft another quarterback. And this is where I have uh, Mac Jones going. I think it'll be very, yeah, I think it'll be very interesting if he's still on the board, which for me, I think he would be there. I don't see how they can't take a young quarterback in this situation. So (laughs) I view the Carolina Panthers situation kind of similar to Miami situation. Um, to where, look, you chose your quarterback. There was like if you 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 chose to bring in Sam Darnold, you could have mm-hmm. not made that trade and just picked the quarterback right here. True. Uh, However, you bring in Sam Darnold, you chose to pick up his his fifth year option, so you got him for two seasons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ain't no reason for you to pay that amount for any amount for him if you're not gonna give him the shot. I and totally I don't agree. Think, I, don't, I don't think bringing in uh a quarterback, uh, a rookie quarterback to try to um, develop while also developing Sam Donald is smart at this point. I just think, like you just said, how successful he was in college. I just think it's almost impossible to pass up on him at that point. If he, if we, we basically have uh, Justin Fields and Mac Jones being about what and what you lean more towards Mac Jones is seen that way. 
So no matter which quarterback was sitting here, I think it would be impossible for Carolina, who still don't have the face of their franchise as far as quarterback is concerned. Once again, we never seen Sam Donald in a Panthers uniform do anything successful. And we know that they got Teddy. I'm sorry, and we know they're done with Teddy. So don't, I don't even really count Teddy as a part of their depth chart at this point. So they're pretty much one QB strong, uh, and that's being Sam Donald. I just find it almost impossible that an NFL team would know for sure thing at quarterback pass up on which could be the uh, the third best quarterback in the draft. And well, uh, for one, I do. I, once again, I favor Justin Fields over Mac Jones as an overall talent. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, as an overall talent, I do favor, you know, Justin Fields. Do I think he's that much, like, that much better than Mac Jones? No. But he okay. gives you that mobility exactly. uh, at quarterback. But Mac Jones, of course, is more accurate. Right. Um, so you can't go wrong with either one of them, honestly. It's just what you prefer. And honestly, if they were to draft a quarterback at this position, I would think that it would be a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance uh, okay. more so than a Mac Jones. I think those two guys fit what they want to do going forward a little more than Mac Jones would. I don't think Carolina know what they're going to do going forward right now. I think they do. I think I think Matt Rule is actually putting into place uh, something that's going to actually uh, be there for a while in Carolina. I think the guessing is kind of over with there, and they know which direction they really want to go in, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, so next we have the Denver Broncos. Okay. This is where I uh, – once again, we've sat here and we've given all our picks. This is my first defensive player okay. <clears throat> right here in uh, Parsons out of Penn State. I have uh, Denver because <laughs> I see right here that they have their needs as quarterback, tackle, uh, linebacker. You said quarterback? Yeah, the people love Drew Locke, bro. He ain't going nowhere. That's that's <laughs> Drew Locke is there. He got that on lock. Like, don't worry about that. That's Drew Locke's position. Okay. So I see them going opposite side of the football, grabbing a linebacker, um, the best in this draft, supposedly. So yep. he's there for and them to take a number nine without moving around, and I think they like that. First time we agreed after the first and second pick of this uh draft, I definitely have them taking uh taking him as well. Um like you said, best linebacker in the draft. Denver needs another backer. And I, I, Denver has always been strong on the defensive side of the ball for years. Mm-hmm. Due to injuries, uh, you know, with Von Miller, they're, they're starting to fall off a little bit. But this is a guy who, if they could get him in and Chubb and Von Miller both are healthy and ready to play, you know, and Locke can produce a little something offensively, you know, Denver could shape up. All right. So at number 10, we got them boys, bro. What you yep. what you got the Dallas Cowboys doing right here? No way possible they get out of this draft without taking a corner in the first round. Um, they just lost uh, who they lost? They lost a Uzi way, right? Uzi, yeah. Yeah, they lost him. So I have them taking Patrick Sertain, which I think is the best corner. He's the, the best corner that I have in this draft. Um, I have him going to Dallas. Uh, we got the same pick right there. Uh, okay. They got a. They got to get a cornerback, man. Uh, they need a lot of things, but they, they can't go without addressing a cornerback, especially when you're uh, in a position to get your pick of the litter uh, okay. at this point. So uh, if Patrick Sertan, which once again we agree on, is who they consider the best cornerback, if it's J.C. Horn, uh, mm-hmm. whichever one it is, they got to take a cornerback right there. Definitely. So we both got him taking Sertan. <clears throat> 
Um, the New York Giants come in at number 11. I got them taking Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern to tackle. They've done a lot this offseason. Um, they've done a lot this offseason adding Galladay and shoring up. Uh, what if they added Kyle Rudolph? They, they've added some pieces on offense um, and defense as well. The Giants have not even quietly, but they've had a really good uh, offseason thus far. And tackle is a position they tried to shore up uh, last season, bringing in um, your guy from the Patriots, but he ended up not being able to do too much for him. So tackle is definitely still a top need for them. Okay. And see, I have Slater gone way before then. Um, so yeah. for the Giants, I they need another playmaker. Um, they have quite a bit of receivers that I think is going to go in the first round of this draft. I got them taking Devontae Smith. Uh, I think he would be uh, a great fit for them. He get to give them another set of for sure hands, someone who uh, has a little rack in him to run after the catch. And um, that's that's why I think he's going. OK. Um, so then we got the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. This one probably is the most interesting for me uh, throughout this top 15, honestly, just because once we're talking about a team who needs so much. <laughs> they have a, they have a huge hole at wide receiver, but at this point in both of our drafts, the best wide receivers are gone. Yep. So do you reach for one? No, I don't think they do that. Honestly, we don't know what they got at quarterback. Do they see that? Like in my um my mock draft, I know, I know uh, Justin Fields and Mac Jones is going in yours. I still have Justin Fields on the board in mind. And we're not okay. doing any trades or anything like that, so we're not taking that into account. But uh, if this draft went just like this and you still got Justin Fields on the board, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, still got to think about it. Um, but, ah, man. <laughs> I'm going to say that they take the linebacker out of Notre Dame. Um, Jeremiah Awuz, uh, uh I don't want to butcher his name, but the linebacker out of Notre Dame. I got you. Um, I think that's who they take. Like I say, wide receiver, um, you're in a position of where the best of them going. You don't want to reach for one. And then when it comes to uh, quarterback, if you – obviously you think Jalen Hurts is your future, so you don't want to hurt him any by going ahead and taking another one in the first round right after you give him that job. Uh, so what do you have? So uh, for the Eagles, um, you just touched on everything. They need so much, man. It's crazy because just a couple years ago, they had everything. Yeah. And now you move forward a couple years and, and they need everything. So um, like you said, they already invested in their quarterback. Uh, at this point, all receivers that are uh, meaningful to any team are already gone. So I have them improving their offensive line. And I have them taking uh, their attacker to uh, tackle. Okay. Um, play left, left tackle. So I have them taking taking him, especially knowing that they suck Peters into coming back from retirement. He does <laughs> absolutely nothing. So it's not like they have, you know, a tackle on a team anyway. So. All right. Uh, next, we got the Chargers. What you got the Chargers doing? The Chargers. Now, this one was very interesting to me. This was the first one that I made it to, and I really was like, Man, now this is a team that really can go in either direction. Mm -hmm. They had so they had so much uh, success from uh, from their quarterback last year that was unexpected. You look at the receiver position and you say, "All right, we straight right here." Defense, 
start coming around, you know, toward the end. They had like bits and pieces where they was putting games together. And then we, you know, we know that they uh, star players was hurt uh, with Joey Bosa and uh, Ingram. So, you know, it didn't expect them when they wasn't able to get to the quarterback. If all those guys are healthy, I say, well, damn, what can they really use to, to put them over the top? And this is where I have Kyle Pitts going. They just signed um, – they just signed uh, the the tight end from us, um, um, Jared, Jared Cook. Cook. Yeah, they just signed Jared Cook. So, you know, you may look and say, you know, the casual fan may look and say, oh, they got an answer at tight end. But we all know Jared Cook is not the Jared Cook he used to be. I think that was yeah. just more like an insurance policy more than anything. Um, but if you could get uh, Pitts at this late in the draft, which in my mock field, I think he goes there. Um, and I was just about to say, if 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 Kyle Pitts is still on the board at 13, the Chargers won't have to worry about making a pick because they're <laughs> going to be flooded with all kind of trade offers that they won't be able to turn down. Um, Kyle Pitts is really, uh, from everything I've heard, he's the only surefire Hall of Famer being projected out of this draft, which is crazy for a tight end. But really? this is a guy, yeah, this is a guy who's has uh, remarkable size and speed for that size, um, and man, really goes out there and runs route like, routes like a receiver more than even a tight end. Yeah. Um, so I'd be shocked if he makes it uh, out of the top five. Um, and a lot of things that I was reading early had him going top five, and everything that I've been reading pretty late have him dropping a little bit. But to me, realistically. Once you get past the top seven teams, if he's not taken within the top seven teams, other teams have too big of holes, I, I feel, for a tight end. Um, yeah, see, and, and once again, this is one of those things to where does talent, does talent trump your need? You know, is, is that guy that's sitting there that much, yeah. that talented that you just can't pass on him regardless of what your need is? And I yeah. think he's one of those guys. I like I say, it. Atlanta, where I have him going, man, there's a whole lot of ways Atlanta could go with that team. But I think he's the best talent on the board at that point. You you don't want to be the team that's passing on that. Um, yeah. I have the Chargers taking the tackle out of Virginia Tech. Uh, Christian Darvisaw. Um, like you said, when you okay. when you look at that team and when you watched them last year, you're like, man, if it wasn't for injuries, this team is somebody we're talking about probably uh, competing for an AFC championship spot. So um, they, they lost Hunter Henry, of course. Mm -hmm. And if like once again, if Kyle Pitts falls that far, that would be the perfect replacement for losing something like that. Um, but I don't think he'll be there and offensive line is definitely somewhere that they can, they can share up. Um, I have a tackle going to Minnesota at 14 as well. I have Vera Tucker going there, uh, to Minnesota. And see, I have him gone uh, a couple picks, a couple picks before. So, uh, for the Vikings, I have, uh, Payne. I don't want to butcher his first name, Kawiti, uh, Payne, uh, from yeah. Michigan. Okay. Um, I have I have them uh, getting help on the defensive line, which they definitely need. And speaking of the Vikings, oh, and then we have the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots sitting there at fifteen. I think that they'll still be able to get one of the quarterbacks that they're high on going into this draft. Uh, for me, it's Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields 
is the quarterback uh, that they end up getting at 15. Now, realistically, do they get him at 15? No, they probably got to move up right into the top of the top 10, uh, right into the top 10, the bottom of the top 10 in order to get him. But I do think they still end up with him as their quarterback. Just like Pitts, you have him going well before then. I have Justin Fields going way before then. I think New England don't trade up. They stay exactly where they at. They get the best quarterback available, and that's going to be Trey Lance. Uh, Arizona. Arizona is next up. Who you got Arizona taking? Just lost Patrick Peterson, the cornerstone of the franchise. Uh, so you have to replace that with another corner. J.C. Horn, second best corner uh, that I have ranked in this draft. I have him going to Arizona. Which is 100% reasonable. Um I they they lost Patrick Peterson. They brought in who Malcolm Butler. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see them um, looking at square because of that. Um, mm-hmm. So I got them taking Christian Barmore, uh, okay. the defensive lineman out of Alabama, right okay. there. And no disrespect to to uh, Malcolm Butler because he's still ball. Malcolm Butler had a crazy good year last mm-hmm. year, though. But um, you know, in this in this league, you can never have enough coins. Yeah, very true. Very true. Next up, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> yep. Which way you got the Raiders going? I have them taking Walker Little out of Stanford. Uh, once again, a team addressing offensive line. Uh, and, you know, when when you get into these drafts, it seems like every year you're going to see a lot of quarterbacks taken and you're going to see a lot of tackles taken. Yep. <laughs> and uh, this is probably the fourth or fifth offensive tackle I have been taken already in this first round. Um, but once again, man, protecting your quarterback is everything. Uh, if they can keep Derek Carr uh, upright, then, you know, mm-hmm. they, they they have a chance to be something special going forward. The one thing that I want to see the Raiders improve on is finding a way to get to the quarterback more consistently. Uh, I think that was definitely missing. If you If you think all the games that, you know, they play good competition tough, down the line in the fourth quarter or the late third, that's to me that was missing was was just having another pass rush on the field. And I think they find a way to to you know rectify that the best they can in the draft. The guy who I still have on the board is uh Jason Oe, the uh guy from Penn State. Yeah. Um and I have him going there. Okay, okay. Um we got Miami up next, and this is where my first edge rusher comes off the board. Okay. I also have them taking uh, – I have the Dolphins taking Jason Oway. Um The guy from Michigan, Quiddy Pay, that you had mm-hmm. going a little earlier, um, he's been more of a – he seems to have had some a t- type of surgence recently as to where he's gotten as high as he has. Um, but in the beginning, it was all about Jason Oway being that mm-hmm. number one edge rusher. Um, and I think uh, – Miami probably still sees it that way, and that's who they that's who they roll with. I got Miami uh, going offensive line. You spoke about that uh, guy, Christian uh, Dushar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have him going to Miami. Uh, my that's like the last missing piece you can say besides their quarterback showing that he's a true number one. Yeah. Is they also have to protect him a little bit. A lot of times, Tua got sacked from basically holding on to the ball too long, more than anything. But uh, you can never protect your quarterback, you know, enough. And, you know, this draft is loaded with O-linemen. So I have I have Miami improving the O-line. Next, we got the Washington football team at 19. Not to be confused with the Redskins. <laughs> How you got them looking right Another team, Another team protecting their quarterback. 
Um, and they, it's crazy because I was like, man, they're another team. Like I said, the first thing I was like was like, they definitely need a receiver, but all of them gone. And then I said, well, they got Curtis Samuel, so they're not desperate for a receiver. So they have to protect their quarterback. I have them taking uh, Tavon Jenkins uh, in the first round. He's a right, He played mostly right and converted to left later on in the year. So Washington went out. Alex Smith retired. Well, they were letting go of Alex Smith anyway. Regardless, yeah. And we saw Alex Smith retire uh, a couple of days ago. Um, brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. who is somebody who you would love to start for you if you only had to go out there and play seven or eight games. Right. Um, for me in my mock draft, Trey Lance is still on the board. Okay. Uh, I feel like this is one of those situations where talent um, trumps what your biggest needs are. Um, and if he's still sitting there at 19 for them to take, they take him. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I have absolutely. Trey Lance at 19. Okay. I got you. If he was still on my board, I have him going there too, but I, I have him gone. Uh, so next up, we got the Bears, another team that, uh, I don't want to say falling apart, but they slowly are. Yeah. Uh, they took, they took a hit in the secondary. They took a hit on a D line. Uh, man, I don't understand why they let go of Mr. Trubisky. He was a great one now playing. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, they draft a little bit too late, and there are no other quarterbacks to me really worth mentioning at this point. Hey, hey, hey. Stop being disrespectful. They have their quarterback in the red rifle. I'm not going to have you sitting here disrespecting the red rifle like this Woo! no more. <laughs> they got their quarterback. They ain't worried about that position. People saying that to save face. Uh, but I have I have the Bears taking uh, Greg Newsom uh, at corner. Um, if they can still get to the quarterback uh, with their front four, then I think he would blend in just perfectly. He got a lot yeah. of veterans in the, in the secondary. We know they lost Fuller, so uh, they have to do something. And I got them taking the corner. So two things. One, we talked about last season. I know I... Once again, you you were hard on my boy Trubisky than I ever was, uh, even though we right. both agreed it was time for them to move on from him. Yeah. Um, but I also – I didn't care for the talent that they had around him uh, at running back and wide receiver tight end. Like, yep. I didn't like any of that. Sure. Um, so wide receiver, depending on who's here, is definitely something for them to look at. But I also have them taking a cornerback. I have them taking J.C. Horn uh, okay. right here and going to Chicago. But okay. wide receiver, depending on who's still around, is definitely something they have to look at. Okay. Uh, for me, the best wide receiver on the board at this point is uh, probably Rashad Bateman. And I don't think he's uh, he's that great of a talent to pass up on a J.C. Horn or even a Greg Newsom. I got you. Um, so next we got the Indianapolis Colts. Um, this was another team that could use so much, but because they draft so late, I think they just go ahead and add to the O-line, which is pretty good already. Mm-hmm. Um, I was Because they got other good corners that's around, but, you know, they, they brought back um, – um, what's my man name from Minnesota? Um, uh, Rhodes. Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes. Uh, they brought back Rhodes. So I, I feel like they wasn't desperate to, to reach down for a corner. Uh, so I have them uh, taking who I think was the best tackle left, and that is Samuel uh, Cosme from Texas. Um, everything that I've read, I didn't know much about him. He was somebody who I really never heard of. But in everybody draft, they have him going a little higher for the okay. tackle position. And, I mean, if somebody that's that good is still on the board, you have to take <laughs> it. And I have them uh, 
going and getting another receiver. Um, okay. I can see them going with Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. Um, like you say, this is this is a team that's that's pretty solid, and mm-hmm. you know the biggest question mark in the offseason was what they do at quarterback with Phillip Rivers uh, stepping away. They mm-hmm. were able to get Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Uh, you match him up with Frank Wright, and you hope that he can get him back to where he was uh, when he had him the first go around. Uh, that's yeah. what you're betting on. Yeah. So if that's what you're betting on, hey, how about you add him another another receiver to go out yeah. there and you know make him be comfortable with. Yeah. And this guy here, he plays tackle and guard. So he bring a little versatility to to what they do too because they could use another guard. Their guard play ain't just out of this world. It's their tackle play. So, yeah, he could do a little bit of both. Uh, next up, we have the Tennessee Titans. What do you have for Titans? What direction the Titans going in? I have the t- – because I, wa- I, I want to give – I want to say Tennessee takes a receiver after losing um, – which one did they lose? So you have them reaching. Who did they lose? Which they one? They lost uh, uh, not A.J. Brown, but the guy who was drafted before. If you would have never said nothing, I would have been able to call his name out the top of my head, man. And <laughs> I can't think of nothing but A.J. Brown right now. That's crazy. crazy. Um, But I wanted to say that they – that's what they do. They, they take a receiver. But they have a hole at safety. Corey um, Davis. I was like, I'm not going to look it up. It's going to come to me. Corey Davis. They have a hole at safety, mm-hmm. um, which obviously they already felt they had a hole at safety, and that's why they moved on for Kenny Vaccaro. And I didn't, I didn't see that. I don't want to jump down this rabbit hole, but I didn't see that, man. He ain't been balling since he went over there. Yeah, so, so obviously they felt they already had a hole there, or they felt like the money they were paying him just wasn't worth it. I have uh, the top safety ranked in this draft still sitting here at at 22. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got them taking Trevon Morick, okay, uh, safety out of TCU. Yep, and yeah, that's what I also have. Uh, not going there. Uh, I have them taking um, the linebacker from Georgia. Not oh. gonna kill his dude name. Uh, <laughs> fast as hell, uh, big, uh, and he does a little bit of everything. He's decent in coverage as well, and I have him going going there. So I tell you what, like I've done mock drafts uh, over the past few weeks, just like everybody has on these simulators and stuff. And mm-hmm. I decided I was going to sit here and do one, do a simulator while we do this podcast. And honestly, I'm shocked at um, how few cornerbacks I have gone at this point. Really? Like that's something you, yeah, I think I only have maybe two or three of them. Uh, go, I think I only have two of them going at this point. Sertan and, um, I know I got Sertan going. And then who I got after certain? J.C. Horn. Those are the three cornerbacks I have gone at this point. Um, and I have three, so that that's ball. kind of shocking the way, uh, of course, these cornerbacks are being talked about yeah. uh, in general. But, yeah, that, that's shocking to me so far. Um, at number 23, we have the New York Jets. Uh, <laughs> so they got their quarterback. Uh, earlier in the draft, they got Zach Wilson. Um, so quarterback is no longer a need. Um, I think now they go on the opposite side of the football and they go get an edge rusher. And okay. I'll have them taking pay out of Michigan. Okay. Right here. Okay. Well, uh, like you, I think they go opposite side of the ball. And we just got finished talking about corners. There was one left who I thought would go in the first round. And that's Asante Samuel. I think uh, he will go to New York. 
Now on to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who Pittsburgh, man, I I spent 10 weeks last season saying they fraudulent. They're a fraudulent undefeated team. And as soon as they lost, they fell apart. As soon as they lost their first game, they fell apart. Yes, injuries played part in that, COVID played part in that. That's something everybody dealt with past season, but the the drops from their wide receivers, the you know uh, what they weren't getting from their run game because James Conner couldn't stay healthy, like all of that stuff played a factor. But they never, even when healthy, they never felt like they were really that yeah. strong of a team. Now you're forced into bringing ben, Big Ben back because what's your better option? Uh, you keep Juju, uh, you lose James Conner. Um, this is. They also lost a corner. Like, I had them doing something else, but I got to flip it last minute. Okay. I just thought about it. they lost uh They lost a corner. Yeah, and, man, I'm – I was going to give them I – was, I was going to say that they sit there and they take a corner, but I can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving them Dylan Redunds out of North Dakota State to tackle. Okay. Um, I – man, the – Honestly, that success next season is really going to come down to what Big Ben can give them. Yeah. And you got to make sure he's back there to be able to give you anything. So go ahead and add to that offensive line depth that they have, uh, especially if they lost um, – oh, what's the guy? I want to say their best offensive lineman. He's visiting with Baltimore this week because um, I didn't realize that he hadn't re-signed with them. Villain mm-hmm. um, Nova. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but look, yeah. So yeah, they gotta they gotta do something about that. Yeah. And that's what made me that's what made me want to go O line. But after they lost the corner, I think they can survive, and there's still a possibility that they could resign him. So I'm gonna go corner right here, and I'm gonna go fairly. Um, okay. Some people projected him to go in the first. A lot of some people had him going early second. But knowing that they lost the corner, to me, it's a little bit a little bit much that they can move on from a corner that's supposed to be a top five corner in this draft. Um, I, I just think if, if, if they got them top five, uh, Pittsburgh's drafting is late. They lost the corner. You still got a possibility of signing uh, your tackle back. Yeah. But I think they have to go ahead and take the for sure thing, which is the corner right here. Got you. So at number 25, we're looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, the second this is the second team that's uh no this is the third team that's come around to their second pick uh in this first round uh Miami had two the Jets had two already and then now this is the second pick for the Jaguars who mm-hmm. we both got taken Trevor Lawrence I think that's uh probably the most sure thing in this <laughs> draft um and then right here I got them taking Tevin Jenkins to tackle out of Oklahoma State okay I can definitely see that that makes that would make all the sense in the world um I originally had them taking um, fairly the corner, but I'm going to flip it now that I'm thinking about it. And I'm going to have them taking Jalen Phillips. He's a uh, D lineman from Miami. Um, The Jags still have to find a way to get after the quarterback. They basically went in rebuild mode. So, I mean, they really can't miss necessarily in the draft with whatever position they decide to go in. For as, oh, that's a need, so let's draft him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whether they pan out or not is a different thing, but they need a little bit of everything. Uh, and then next up, we got the Cleveland Browns. What you got the Browns doing right there? 
I have the Browns going safety. We talked about the only safety that was possibly going in the first round uh, in Mooring, and I got him going. Uh, I got him going here to Cleveland. Man, looking at my draft so far, I would love for Cleveland to need a cornerback at this uh, at this at this point, or needing an edge rusher. Uh, but with them getting clowny uh, and them getting healthy, yeah, I. I I, as I'm quite sure they do, I trust in that secondary that they're going to be putting out there next year. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, their pass rush, now that you got Clowney on the opposite side of Miles Garrett. So, right here, I'm going to go uh, Nick Bolton, a linebacker out of Missouri. Okay. Uh, linebacker is probably, uh, to me, when I look at that Cleveland Browns team, probably the softest spot, somewhere that they can definitely improve at. Um, so, yeah, I, I got them uh, – addressing their weakest point of their team at this point and taking the linebacker. And you know what? I really feel like their their secondary is probably the weakest the weakest point of their team, or just as weak as the linebacker position. And I know we said we wasn't going to do trades and all that good stuff, yeah. but I, it wouldn't surprise me if they trade up to get the safety. So See, just, and, and, and yeah, see, we're going to have to stop for a minute because I, I 100% disagree with you okay. with um, – God, the guy named to slip my my mind already. Their top cornerback, um, Denzel Ward. With Denzel mm-hmm. Ward uh, being healthy, you well, know, you know how I feel about Denzel Ward. I feel like he's lights out, but he that's only one. Yeah, okay. Let me. Okay. Then you got Greedy Williams who missed a lot of last season. I was just about to say, okay, well. yeah. Like I say, they're getting healthy. They brought in John Johnson from the Rams at safety. Mm-hmm. You're going to get you're going to get your safety um, that you drafted in the first round last year that you haven't seen. Grant Delpit. You get Grant Delpit. I forgot about him. So you got to, like I say, once these guys get healthy, that's a good unit that you're looking at. Besides the safety, like nothing else. Great. Greedy Williams. I liked him in college. You know what I'm saying. Uh, however, he's been hurt too much to, for me to say anything about him. True. And yeah. If Ronnie is there, then, then you take it. But I, it wouldn't surprise me if they trade up to get help in the secondary. It wouldn't surprise me. And it would it would surprise me if they trade up. I think it has to. Be, I think it would be for something other than that. I think, or if it is in the secondary, I think it's a corner more so a safety. Well, all the corners going to be long gone, so they would really have to give up something significant, which they don't have. And once again, and not for me. Like, I still got Newsome and Fairley sitting on the board at this point in my draft. Wow. So Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so, number 27, we got the Baltimore Ravens, which we both should be going in the same direction. They should only have one thing on their draft board uh, in the first round, uh, and that's a wide receiver. That's the only thing they should have on their draft board uh, <laughs> when it comes to the first round of this draft. If they go any other, I don't care who on the board, if they go any other position, <laughs> they set themselves <laughs> up for failure, man. Like, there's, yeah. there's nothing else. So, well, I got them taking uh, Terrace Marshall out of LSU. Mm-hmm. Terrace Marshall Jr. out of LSU is who I got them taking right here. Well, I have them failing because I think they go after an edge rusher again. Uh the last year they came in saying, hey, we stopping the run. Like they were pretty good at getting to the quarterback, but they said we stopping the run. That's all we care about is stopping the run. Everybody we sign is going to be geared around stopping the run. And I think this year in the draft, they go a little bit opposite. They're going to get someone to go after the quarterback because they were they stopped the run last year, but then they couldn't get after the quarterback. It was a, a complete flip yeah. of the year before. So I think that they get help uh getting to the quarterback. And I have them taking um 
uh, Gregory, don't make me kill his name. Uh, the guy from Miami. Miami? Yeah, yeah, he's the one of the top edge rushers from Miami. I have them taking him. Gotcha. Which I, everything that I've seen on this dude has been so crazy. I've seen him ranked as high as number two for his edge rushers mm-hmm. and as low as seven. Yeah. But either way it go, being that late in the draft, uh, with a team uh, selecting that pretty much have everything at that point, I just find it hard for them to turn away from him. And if it wasn't for the Jadavian Clowney signing, that's who I would have had going to Cleveland. Um, okay. Yeah. So now we get to the New Orleans Saints, sitting here at 28. Mm-hmm. Who you got? Who you got? We got – you got? <laughs> They list our needs as wide receiver, linebacker, and cornerback. Wait, hold on. Before you go, what's crazy is we never talked about this being Saints fans. Like, we yeah. talked about needs and, you know, all that foolishness. But yeah. we never said the guy. We never put a name on him. So, who you got? So, <laughs> of course, I got to play out what's in front of me. Okay. So, I'm going to do that first. So, what's in front of me at number 28, you can't look no further than – Greg Newsom, Caleb Farley. Okay. Those, those are the two. That's it. Like, close your mind off to everything else. If those two guys are on the board, you take whichever one you got highest on your board. Easy pick. You take Needless the corner. So yeah. I'm going to plug in Caleb Farley right here for the New okay. Orleans Saints to sure up. Yeah. Of, um, Felon. Lattimore. Yeah, Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah. And I would love that, but I, I think that they are gone at this point. Yeah. Like, uh, the loss yeah. of Jack Rabbit, you know how much I love Jack Rabbit more than any other Saints fan. I, he gave us the one-two punch that we've been looking for a long time. He was super consistent. He stayed healthy. He was fantastic. Uh, however, I have all, all the corners gone now. Yeah. And the guy that I saw was um, uh, Zayden Collins, the linebacker from Tulsa. Okay, um, yeah, he's he's bro, high energy, versatile, sideline to sideline, a good tackler. Uh, I would love to have him there. And plus, you know the situation that we lost uh, Anzalone mm-hmm. and um, Quan Alexander. Uh, Quan Alexander still recovering from injury, and we, he's currently not uh, signed by us. Yeah, so, so he- being able to draft the linebacker, you need a backer. More, just about more than anything, we need a backer. More than just about anything right now. We disagree on that because I would I would honestly say um before I before I like a pick of a uh an inside linebacker right here, I'd prefer they take an edge rusher and and uh and roll with that. Now um, you just talked about the upside of Cleveland in their secondary once they get back from injuries. We still got Marcus Davenport who we traded up to get. Correct, and and we've seen uh, what is this year three for Devonport? Mm-hmm. Like it's only it's only so long before uh, before we got to start finding his replacement. Uh, and if there's if there's got like right now in my draft, uh, the guy you just uh, had going to Baltimore, mm-hmm. if he's sitting there, if the, if Gregory uh, out of Miami is sitting there. Um, and let's say, like I say, I don't, I don't know how this played out like this, but I don't really see Caleb Farley and Newsom. I don't see either of them being there at this point where we pick. No. Um, no. So if it's, if it's Gregory out of Miami, I'm taking him over anybody else at this position. If we being honest. I got um, you. So yeah, that's, yeah. 
That's how I look at that right And see, in my draft, I have all those guys gone. It'll be different if they still was, you know, here in front of me. But I have all them gone. So, there's no way we don't pass on a fast linebacker, which the last time we low-key drafted a fast linebacker was Stephon Anthony. I won't go down this long. Yeah, but that didn't pan out. But this dude here is uh, he's exceptional. So, I'm definitely going linebacker. And, and I'm not going to lie to you. I also find – the guys who saw up the draft boards two, three weeks before the draft, I'm always yeah. weary of anyway, man. Of course. We, he been in college for three years and we ain't heard of him, but now yeah. three weeks before yeah. the nah, of man, let's, let's not do that. <laughs> All right, so the Green Bay Packers is next, and this is one of the teams that, kind of like how you felt about the Ravens, if they draft anything but this position, I'm going to be like, what the hell are they doing? Okay, well, so who you got? They got to get a receiver, man. I just felt like the receiver position has been so mediocre for so long. You know, Evan Rodgers is, has definitely get to the point where he's like, yeah, he, he needs more help. We know Devontae Adams is a is a lock. He's a for sure thing. Probably top five receiving the NFL. Definitely top ten in everybody's book. Uh, but he had 18 touchdowns, 19 touchdowns last year. Broke the record for the yeah. Packers. You know, he, he's great. Uh, but they they definitely need some type of help at the receiver position. I got them taking uh, Kadarius Tony, uh, Tony Tony I'm sorry from um, Florida. And like you said, when I told you if they taking anything other than this, I they fell on my mock draft because once again they they're kind of like the Patriots uh, when it comes to their wide receiver position and. And a space New Orleans was in for a while some years ago where whatever we got out there, we're going to make work. And um, I once again, if you're not in a position to get one of these top three, four wide receivers, there's probably something else on the board when you pick that's better. In this case, it's Gregory Newsom. I still got him on my board. See, so yeah, if I feel like you're cheating, man, because, of course, if he's on my board, I'm taking him. All right. He's not on your board. He's <laughs> on mine. So he goes to Green Bay. That's I <laughs> All right, next up, we got the Bills. Uh, the Bills was a team that had, I definitely think, caught the lead by by storm, uh, by surprise, and got hot. Uh, Josh Allen came to life. He found a whole lot of success. They brought on Stephon Diggs to make life so much better for him. Which direction do you see the Bills going in in the draft? I have them taking the edge rusher out of Georgia. I know you have him going on your board already. I got him going right here to Buffalo. Okay. Um, Defensive line, um, anywhere, defensive tackle, defensive end, whatever they want to take, that, that's that got to be priority for them. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I got them taking the guy out of Georgia. Cool. We're, we agree uh, on their needs. Yeah. Uh, we just have different guys. Of course, he's already going in my draft. I have them taking Carlos uh, Basham from Wake Forest. Okay. Uh, I didn't know a lot about him. Uh, he was ranked top five. Uh, in his position, uh, it's no secret that the Bills need help. Um, so they have to take him if he's there. And now on to the reigning Super Bowl champs. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the clock. You got KC. Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped over KC. Yeah, we got KC uh, on the clock, which was easy for me uh, after watching the Super Bowl. Like, offensive line, that's where you got to go. And the best one uh, that I have is Samuel Cosme to tackle out of Texas. So that's mm-hmm. who I have them taking. Yep. Uh, we agree on that again. I have them taking uh, an offensive lineman. Um, but I have them taking Jalen Mayfield. 
I have him still available. I think you have him gone on your board already. No, I don't think so. I think okay, I thought you meant, I thought you said his name already. Okay, but yep, I have them uh, going O line. Okay, uh, so <clears throat> now we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, who, which is so funny to me that every time I look, uh, their number one need is still listed at quarterback. So that's always <laughs> funny to me. Uh, we know Tom playing at least five more years. What you got Tampa <laughs> Bay doing right here? One of them situations where. What do they need? O-line help. They can definitely still slightly improve on the O-line. They could take a running back. I could see them doing a mixture of things, a corner, if one was on the board. However, none of that stuff is here. So I have them just adding to their strength, which is taking a D-tackle. Christian, uh, no, I'm sorry. Um, looking at the wrong one. Oh, I messed up, man. I have them taking a, a D-tackle, but I got the, the same one twice. My fault. Um, that's Joe Tyron, my fault, bro. Joe Tyron, um, from Washington. I made a mistake and wrote the right, I handwritten everything and I made a mistake and wrote the same name twice. But, uh, yeah, I just have, I don't have them reaching for a running back, uh, at this point. A lot of, uh, mock drafts did. I don't think that they reached their desperate for a running back that much. Uh, once again, this dude was ranked, I want to say sixth in his position. Um, so I think that they stay there and, and, you know, add to their strength, which is defense. Got you. And I also have them adding to defense, just a different position. I have them taking safety Elijah Molden out of Washington. Okay. Uh, and plugging him into, uh, once again, the, the weakest part of the defense was still their secondary. Um, uh, of course, their defensive line was able to make that look a whole lot better, especially when it mattered. So. Yeah. Uh, but I think they take that opportunity to add to uh, their secondary. Okay. I could definitely see that. Now moving forward that we have covered everyone's pick, uh, we will take a quick look into the Saints, and we'll look at the next two rounds for us and us only, which is the second and third round. Uh, we know all of those needs that we still have. Which direction do you have us going in this year's draft in the second round? So pick 60, <clears throat> once again, I'm, I'm messing around with this draft simulator, but the positions most likely are going to be the same. In that first round, I really think cornerback. Uh, if one of those cornerbacks are there, then you absolutely take one. If not, I wouldn't be shocked if, like I said, they take the edge rush out of Miami mm -hmm. uh, or, or take one of the linebackers uh, like you had. If Bolton's still there or uh, Davis is there, um, not Davis, I think he'll still be there in the second round. Um, or if they're really in love with one of the receivers there. But messing around with the simulator, since I had them take um, Farley in the first round, Second round, I think, is when they're more inclined to take a wide receiver. They seem to be in love with the guy Rondell Moore out of, uh, I want to say he's out of Central Florida. Um, uh, they seem to be pretty much in love with him. But once again, I'm messing around with the simulator. So second round, what's available to me, I would say that they take J uh, Jamin Davis, linebacker out of Kentucky. Right, okay. which which addresses the need that you pointed out um, when we made our first round selections. Okay, um, and once again, uh, at the linebacker position for the Saints, we're very thin. Uh, for those of you who do follow the Saints, uh, even if you don't, we're very thin. 
at the linebacker position. So I could definitely see them adding depth there. I'm going to go the position you went in the first round, which is corner. Uh, I see this guy that's been floating around anywhere from uh, the 55th to the 60th uh, pick, and that's Elijah Bolden from Washington. He's a corner. Uh, if he's there, I definitely think that we take a corner at that position. Got you. Um, so the next pick for the New Orleans Saints in this round will be pick number 98 in the third round. Yep. Um, so, look. Don't come at me. There's a guy's name that I saw somebody had us taking in the first round. Matter of fact, I called you and I talked to you about it when I saw it because it caught me off guard. Uh, Davis Mills, a quarterback out of Stanford. Dang, that's crazy. We got, I got a uh, quarterback as well. Okay. And when I called you and we talked about him, we both agreed, yeah, they'll probably take a quarterback somewhere throughout this draft. It won't be the first round. No. Especially not to be reaching for a guy like this. Yeah. But to have him sitting there with one of with the first pick uh in our third round, I can absolutely see them then, you know, going and taking a quarterback. So I have them taking Davis Mills, the quarterback out of Stanford right here. Okay, and I was looking around and I didn't know much about the remaining QBs. Um, you know, I'm not as heavy on college as you are. Uh, I did see a guy that was projected to go slightly after we select, and that's Kyle Trazic from Florida. Kyle, out of Florida. Yeah. Uh, I think if he's projected, and this was on like every mock draft I saw, he was still there after we draft. And yeah. uh, they had him going like within five, five picks or so. Um, I, I think we would, you know, scratch out and take a quarterback there. And uh, with that second pick in the third round, which is pick 105. Uh, what do you think? What you thinking there? That's why I'm thinking receiver. I didn't know enough to really try to give input for it, mm-hmm. but whoever is the best receiver available at that point, that's why that's the direction I think we go in. And once again, playing around with this mock draft simulator, um, for me, looking at what's in front of me, so I agree. The same. We'll talk about it after this. Let me make my pick first. So uh, I would take uh, at this point from what I'm looking at, Jamar Johnson um, out of Indiana. He's a safety. A safety. Yeah, and that's who I would plug in right there, according to what I've done through this draft simulator. Now we can just talk freely since we, you know, since we got through all that. Why receive a linebacker, cornerback? Those are absolute needs. Like, there's no, there's no, and edge rusher. You know, they want to separate linebacker from edge rusher, and we need an edge rusher. So, the way I actually look at our draft play, now, first round, I think we land on a wide receiver, most likely. Whether it's Terrace Marshall Jr. still being there, or, uh, man, you told me you had never heard of the guy uh, earlier when I was uh, spoke of him, the wide receiver that they seem to be really big on. I, I got to find his name. But if he's there at that position, then I absolutely um, absolutely feel like that's who they take. Um, so wide receiver, I think cornerback can be had for the Saints in the second round. Um, I, that second group of them, are, I think they'll be drafted pretty spread out. Okay. Um, so, so I definitely... Uh, think that that's where we go. And then third round, 
linebacker and um linebacker and I think we take a running back. Mm. Um there are a lot of guys who um missed uh last season of course because of covid. Um like I was doing a mock draft recently and I saw that uh, I saw uh what's in there Hubbard. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Man, I forgot all about uh, all about Hubbard, but he mm-hmm. didn't play last season." So, yeah. you know, I could definitely see them grabbing a guy like that. Uh, Rondell Moore out of Purdue. This is a guy that they've been real big on since the combine from mm-hmm. everything that I've heard. So I, I, if he's there, um, he's a smaller wide receiver, which I hate. He's only 5'9". <laughs> he's 5'9", 180. Yeah. But he's fast. He, he's, re- he's very fast. Um, so I think, I think that's a guy that they try to go for in the first round and then address cornerback, linebacker uh, in the second and third rounds. Gotcha. Yeah, and I can definitely see it playing out like that if those guys are on the board. Um, third round is where Sean Payton normally try to select the hit or miss talent. So knowing the, the quarterback situation, I can definitely see him trying to lock that up. Yeah, so uh, once the, the Saints offseason has moved about as slowly as <laughs> that it can. The only thing's been quick is these releases. Exactly, that's it. <laughs> once once they got even with the cat, all right, we got to take a break. We got to right. We got to get up <laughs> off of this. But man, there's still guys out there that you would love to see uh, be looked at abroad. Like they're bringing in, of course. Guys that they're familiar with, like Will Clapp, and bringing back other guys and adding guys that they most likely had their eyes on for a while, like the center yeah. we talked about out of Tulane earlier. But yeah. I'm still waiting on the Richard Sherman signing. Like that's that's still what I'm looking for. You know, I'm trying Probably to see be after the draft. I'm trying to see who we're gonna be able to grab off of this market who's taking less to come play for New Orleans and you know really really tighten up our ship in that way. But yeah. Um, man, this is the first time we've done uh, a mock draft like this. Right. Um, next week is the draft, so we got to uh, see exactly how we want to go about the show for next week. But, uh, man, that, that's our mock draft for the first round for every team. And then we went three rounds deep with the New Orleans Saints. Um, uh, and that's that's about all I got for today, man. What about you? Yes, sir. I'm right there with you, man. Felt good to talk football. We'll see how this draft goes, and we'll be back. You boys not in my league. If you listen close, I'm coaching. Say keys to the boy. Hella dope without pushing a Blanco. Still stabbing bitches like 94 in the Bronco. If it's about the money, I'm leaving them hoes pronto. If I don't do nothing, I'm about Lonzo. Every time I do it, do it the.